Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Chris. I'm Marissa. And I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop with the guitar community. All right, so uh, Chris, what's new with you? Uh, nothing. Right, we haven't gotten anything. Oh, you got something? Oh dear. No. Oh, let's <laughs> say. Maybe. Okay, then what did you get? Since I got nothing. I haven't ordered it yet. Okay. Is is someone's birthday coming up? No. Someone's birthday no. was my, like two weeks ago. Oh, my birthday is coming up. <laughs> September 23rd. This episode doesn't. This episode will drop before that. So if you guys are interested, I can send you my address. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna pounce right. at the top of the group. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> You're some, gonna get so much glitter boxes. <laughs> yes. Gummy or dicks. Or gummy dicks. Just, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it, I will. Um... I wouldn't even be mad. There'd just be pictures of me eating gummy dicks all over the internet. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. Anyway, are you going to tell us what it is? Or wait? I want to get my loaf. Okay. From Bigger? Yes. Yeah, you should totally get one. Do is they that have you telling me yes? Or... I guess. Do it now. Do it on. Now you have to learn how to play guitar. So. No, you can use a loaf. <laughs> you can use a loaf on a bass, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's so what. You have to learn to play bass. <laughs> Are you saying she doesn't know how to play bass at all? You yeah, just, are you? No. <laughs> you just take all the stuff, you turn it 90 degrees, and cello, it's a bass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Jack Black movies. Back in the good old right. days. <laughs> so since that might be do coming... Have, uh, do they have any like limited edition colors going on right now? I don't think so. Are the there any is on white, Reaver, isn't but... it? Yeah. You should, get a, you should see if... Uh, uh, Grant would do a blue one, like a sparkle blue, to match the base. <laughs> Is that our official color at this point? No, I, we, what, I think that, no, <laughs> it's it's still a debate. Is it gold or green? Mm. Okay, so um, if you think our logo has gold or green in it, post it in the group, and no one will know what you're talking about. If it's Joshua oral, Frazier, can confirm. Or I don't want to no. bug Josh Frazier. Oh, well, I'm sure he'll don't, listen and then he can confirm. Don't wake up the troll. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, Scott, what is new with you? All right. Well, the, hold on. Before Scott starts, I'm going to go away for about 10 minutes. So I'll catch the tail end of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the good news is uh, my agent has been able to, you know, resolve our contract dispute. So I'm back on this week's episode. Uh, you know, <laughs> we had to hold out, but, you know, things working good. Because we wanted to <laughs> not raise his salary from zero to zero. So, uh, yeah. I mean, technically, that could be a thousand times more than it is now. I mean, I didn't, even, I didn't even come up earlier in the order this time. I need to fire my agent. Shoot. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I was traveling for work and weddings and things i i haven't been home he has a portable recorder he just doesn't love you guys enough i was on an airplane while you guys were recording ryan Bur <laughs> ryan burke recorded on an airplane that's all i'm saying was on the airplane with him so do you well, want to come out with we'll do a LaGuardia? i don't want to wish that on anyone Guardia <laughs> <laughs> is so terrible of an okay airport. okay Honestly, we've got to get four tickets on an airplane. That way we can be the first full podcast to do an episode <laughs> on an airplane. That was 50%. Uh, what The Gear Slum just did one on like a boat. Yeah, Girl but that's not an airplane. Fair enough. I mean, when, it, <laughs> when it's airborne, like if they hit a good wave or something, they might, you know, that might be a flying machine. Wait, wait, wait. If we can get on the Hercules that was created by Howard Hughes, that was a flying boat. We would be the ultimate champions. Mm. <laughs> but seriously, uh, so yeah, I got some new gear. Um, well, oh, shoot, what have I bought? Uh, 
so I sold a while back my uh, my Super Ego from EHX, and now I have a Super Ego Deluxe, which mm. adds mm. the multi effects and some other options into it. I like it a lot. Um, I got the. I just actually finished it this morning. The Quaviero, Quaviero from Zeppelin Design Labs. That is ninety nine percent complete. Um, they sent me a bum part, so I need to get that one part fixed. But it's the it's the toggle switch between momentary mode and latching mode. So I just soldered in a wire and just went. I'm probably never going to use momentary mode anyway, so who cares? <laughs> um, but that's that was a fun kit, really well, easy to put together. Uh, instructions were really good. I'm still dialing in the tone knobs on it to where I'm really happy with it, but uh, so far so good. Um, nice. I guess the biggest piece of news I've got is I also finally tracked down Aklon KTR. Oh which, yeah, you only had to cross borders to make that one happen. Yeah, and then I shipped it to avoid taxes. So, <laughs> so if anyone from the IRS is listening, that's Scott <laughs> Hamilton at one hundred and one Tax yeah, Thief Way. Yeah, yeah. Go go ahead and chase down my the C- Canadian side and try to track down sales taxes on it. But actually, no, it's not even the IRS who would be after me. It would be the the Canada Revenue <laughs> Agency. Is that what they're called? I, yeah. That's a horrible name. CRA? <laughs> yeah, the, the craw. Well, what's better is instead of a social security number, you have a sh- social insurance number. So it's your SIN number. Oh, yeah. That's that, oh. well, that's that's why Jesus doesn't love Canada. Oof. I'm just kidding. There if we have any Canadian, Canadian listeners, listeners. <laughs> if we have right any Canadian listeners, I love... Uh, I Diaz love this is a xenophobe at theeffectsloop.ca. And, <laughs> hey, listen, uh, <laughs> it can't be something I don't if I don't know what it is. It's I, it's after a chestburster comes out an alien, then they become a xenophobe. I wash my hands all the time. <laughs> so he's not getting aliens. No, I'm, not. <laughs> I'm not getting the aliens. <laughs> listen, I'm I'm not mad. I'm just confused. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's, I think that's my list for right now of all fun stuff. I played with the KTR yesterday, and that thing is just heaven. Um, I didn't like one. I played one. Um, granted, it was at a guitar center, and it wasn't like through my rig, mm-hmm. but I guess I'm not a big Clon fan that much, anyways. And I really just didn't, it didn't wow me like I expected it to. It, it, you got to remember, it's not really an overdrive pedal. It's more of a boost with a little bit of hair on it. And uh, when you set it up that way, it just makes everything around it better. You know, it, it's use it that way. I wouldn't want to pay three hundred dollars for a boost. Uh, I didn't pay three hundred dollars for it. Well, I did three hundred Canadian dollars. Uh, yeah, How maybe m- maybe in Canadian it was three hundred dollars. I don't know. So um, do you? So, so do you have to like get your money changed over every time you go up there? No, I bought it with PayPal. Oh, because <laughs> I bought it online. Uh, and I'm yeah, s- when, I, when I travel for work, I'm using my work credit card, so I don't really have to worry about anything. Hmm. But um, if you if if your work had to pick sixteen random digits to put on t- on the front of a card, <laughs> followed by a date that that those numbers might expire, and three random digits on the back, what would that be? Hang on. <laughs> it's like, hang on, I have that exact answer. <laughs> You're like, surprising enough, that information <laughs> is in my back pocket right now. Uh, get a pen. It <laughs> is three, eight, two, five, uh, nine, six, eight. Three, four, two, nine. If you can decode that message, uh, let me know and I'll send you some swag. First um, one. We're sending out <laughs> the effects loop decoder rings for a Patreon. Yeah, I think we also just triggered some kind of secret service thing too, so hopefully nothing bad happens. <laughs> okay, you look at your cell phone number <laughs> pad and you'll figure out what I just spelled out. Uh, anyway, uh, 
so yeah, yeah that was uh, a lot of fun stuff I also made another fun thing but I will wait till next week when I have it in hand hopefully uh, to talk more about that um, yeah and I got I didn't really get anything new but I did um, finally do some work to my Telecaster uh, Steven uh, one of our listeners posted on one of my uh, so my wife did that whole if you love your husband post a picture thing and she pictured got a picture of me holding my telecaster being goofy and uh he was like do you still have that and i was like actually i do i was thinking about i was like yeah i need to fix it so the neck because it is a bolt-on neck the screw holes stripped out so the neck like would pop off like that's what happened the last time i had i put it in the case i went to church i opened up the case and the neck was just popped and i was like and i closed the case and i took it home and i didn't do anything else with it so i got um some i got my drill bits and i got a five sixteenth dowel i drilled a five sixteenths and uh i watched a video on how to do it and i kind of like uh tapered the ends off so it would go in the hole easy and i put uh i told scott this and he was kind of like i guess intrigued or curious about i actually used super glue because there's a video that had um one of the guys used super glue um and it seemed to work pretty well. I, I mean, it was a very light amount. It, it was just enough to kind of to get it to get in and stay in place and not want to spin around at all. So whenever I was drilling in and then I, I drilled um, the best I could. I drilled a small guide hole for whenever I was going to put the neck on to make sure it got started. And then I screwed it on and... I took it and kind of waved it around by the neck, not like swinging it like a baseball bat, but kind of moved it to see if I could get any movement out of it. And it stayed on perfectly well. I actually played that Sunday. So that's, that's really cool. I, I don't think I have, I don't, I don't know if I have the like bravery to do that level of a repair. Um, so I, the only reason why I did it was cause I was kind of to the point where if I couldn't, do that and fix it mm-hmm. i was just going to order a new neck mm. and keep mm. that one and like maybe later down the road i'd have it but honestly the reason i always tell people when i fall in love with a guitar you know there's always the aesthetic but the main part that i fall in love with is the neck because mm-hmm. you can i mean the body is what it is and my kid just made a lot of noise the body is what it is <laughs> Not, not a whole lot there's not a whole lot of feel going on with the body besides how it sits with your body and how you play mm. now well, well i'm we'll talking we'll come back to that point we'll come back to the point um the body is what it is i mean mm-hmm. you know what styles you like and where you wear them mm-hmm. um but the neck is the main thing that because you're you so much movement on it the neck is the main thing i fall in love with like the sound of a guitar you know a lot of it comes from the way the guitar is made but a lot of it also comes from the pickups. You can always change the pickups. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's one thing I fell in love with that guitar was the neck. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to just kind of give it up. So mm-hmm. have you ever played a Telecaster with like a raw body or like an oil finish? Yeah. Have you, do you ever noticed like how much different of a feel those guitars are? Cause they are not painted and you don't have that whole vibration response of paint. Mm, I'd say they feel different, but I mean that's not usually to the point where I'd like hate a guitar. Oh, I I, I find I like it. Like um, there's that Strat that I have that I stripped the finish off of and then relicked. Yeah, Seen that one that gives yeah. you so much like feel in your gut or like up against your body of what the guitar is doing. Like I I really like that. So um, you know it's a, it's one of those different feeling kind of things of wh- where the body matters, but yeah i mean telecaster to telecaster body i mean the wood sort of matters but for feel and sound and some of those kind of things but like an american standard or you have american deluxe right yeah yeah an american deluxe tele body to another american deluxe tele body there's not going to be a huge amount of variance yeah but but uh, one neck to the next is going to have a big variance in my opinion so yeah, it, Unless, when, when a builder gets really good, there's less variance. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, like you know, you pick up one you, when you go to a guitar center, or whatever guitar store you go, 
go pick up a couple guitars. You'll like one more than the others, and they're supposed to be identical. Yeah. So. So I mean, that's kind of like you know people talk about they're like you know you have two guitars made on the same line and all that, and they just play totally different. There's just always that just there's so many different things going into that guitar that every mm-hmm. little difference adds up to be two totally different feeling guitars yeah and you can't always isolate it to just one variable either which like that's yeah what's annoying but it's like there's always somebody on online that's like nope it has to have this type of saddles because that's the only thing that matters and you're like chill out there's so a that's, lot of factors well i mean and that's like mine that telecaster i've modded like crazy i've i added a bigsby to it I jacked up the bridge. There's a, a hole right next to the bridge plate right now. Hmm. I mean, and it's a heavy Telecaster. I think I think all of you guys messed with it. Well, I don't think you did, Scott. You didn't come back to the hotel, did you? Uh, not last, not this past year, but the year before. Nah, uh, that that's back know. when you know you were kind of an internet stranger, and I was going to go to your hotel room and get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris and Marissa came, and they got root beer floats. So, well, uh, I missed out. Yeah. Oh, was yeah, that screwed up? Was that because I had ho- I went home early? Yeah, you did go home early. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, but uh, they uh, like, I think Mark Swartz was one that mentioned it. Like, my Telecaster is a heavy Telecaster. Mm. So, and but there's always been something about it that I I always have bonded with. Like that's the reason why I put so much work into it. Not the fact that you know I paid a good deal of money for it, but it's like there's just something about that guitar. So I mean, you also you play Gibsons as well. So a heavy guitar mm-hmm. is not something that like phases you as much as you know. No. If someone yeah. played a Strat their whole life and are used to lightweight guitars. Yeah. Well, and both of my Gibsons are actually pretty lightweight. I I'd say my Telecaster might weigh more than both of my Gibsons. Hmm. But I also have a Gibson S. I don't have a Les Paul. Les Pauls where the weight's really at. I've got an SG mm-hmm. and a Firebird, and the Firebird's actually pretty light. So. But that's that was my what's new. I got a diffuser too. We talked about that in the pre-up. But I'm gonna go on the essential oils, and some lavender to calm down and stop being angry. We won't have our <laughs> we won't we won't have our new segment that we're coming out with called "Look at this jackass." I'm still voting for it. I still yeah. think we should do it. I'm gonna have to like start paying attention more. Maybe, maybe that will be like a Patreon content kind of thing yeah. where we just let you just rant for half an hour and like you can do it whenever. Like yeah. if you just record it midweek because you're just mad at like somebody like a customer that came through and just like pissed you off. You go oh, to the gosh. back room, record your thoughts, and then we just release it. <laughs> I, so I've got I'm in a secret group on Facebook, and there's it's, it's not a, a secret it, anymore. Well, I didn't tell you what it was. Oh, but um, <laughs> one of the things I do is I'll go on there and I'll record a video. I'll go in the freezer at work and I'll scream something really loud. I'm like not safe for work. Don't. <laughs> We're gonna have like NSFW content. It's like Dia's just yelling about people. We should, we should. Well, I've got the portable recorder. I'll just leave it in my truck and put on a little pal mic while I'm driving down the road. <laughs> I'm like, y'all can't see it, but look at this jackass over here trying to change lanes in the middle of a red light. <laughs> yeah, this is happening. This is so happening. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll have like that could be like our our like Saturday content we'll fight sean pierce johnson for the saturdays well, he's, he's encroaching on every day these these I know. Like, today's labor day i got one on labor day i'm not watching it because it's i'm supposed to be taking time off with spend with my family but you know well everyone dropped and that leads us into one of our uh gear news oh yeah oh nice yeah segue. yeah I, I like you like how i it's like uh what's the decathlons or whatever where you have to pass the baton a relay? Yeah, that too. Is that part of the uh, decathlon? <laughs> part of the decathlon? <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the decathlon. It's at the end, right? No. The decathlon uh, is where one person does 10 different events at 10 different times. Well, maybe he gives himself the baton. You know, it could be... That's <laughs> <laughs> part of the high jump. He does the jump hand off the baton. That's it. He has to grab the baton from on one of the ends. So... <laughs> oh my gosh alright so um, Walrus Audio announced the DEFCON 4 which is I think the second uh, Ryan Adams uh, signature pedal that's come out one with JHS he did the v, was it VCR or whatever yeah 
the VCR. And, and then, then there's uh, he had the Benson amp. Mm-hmm. Which is that on the market yet? I know they're uh, teasing it at Nam. I haven't really seen much uh, since Nam about that. No, I don't I know. No I'd, I'd say Benson probably doesn't move as fast. At, you know, being a smaller boutique place, you know, and I well, don't they know. just came out with they just came out with one recently. The um, uh, the little tiny thing. Well, no, it, no, it, no, no, it no. has the one it's one, the and then it has something. It's called the Vincent, I think. Yeah, because it has the Vinny was the small one, wasn't it? Yeah, and then the preamp came out this year. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Keep talking. Uh, keep talking. But, I'm looking this up. But um, so Walrus Audio announced the DefCon Four, which is a Boost EQ. Um, it's really weird because if you look at this pedal, it looks like honestly, if I believe it's a fuzz, just because it has that kind of crazy look to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It does. I mean, it just, I would, I would assume it's a fuzz, but it's an EQ boost, which seems to be the thing that everyone's putting out. Um, didn't, uh, was it, it wasn't Walrus Audio. It was, uh, Walrus's last pedal was a boost that had some EQ shaping on it with the emissary. Who was that? Was that Walrus? That was Walrus's last release that came out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's kind of weird. They're coming like a boost and then coming out with a EQ slash boost and, um, I don't know. Is it, and then the Condor is that's an EQ and boost and all that, but it's a lot more, right? But I mean, that's like the basis of it. It, I mean, on its face, it looks like an EQ, but yeah, once yeah. you get once you get into like the Chase Bliss side of it, the the like the dip switches. And the oh my gosh, and the craziness! Kind of yeah, because it's because Joel has to be extra um, in a good way. I'm not saying that in a bad way. Love Joel to death. I think everything I, th- I mean, everything he puts out sounds amazing. But he has free battles. <laughs> listen, I I straight up like ever since the Warp Vinyl have has, I've drooled over and I've never owned a Chase Bliss pedal. So I, had, I highly recommend the Tonal Recall. Highly yeah. recommend it. I like I always want to mess with this stuff but um like it seems to be like I mean the gear world moves everyone comes out with like the same style stuff at the same time like that's like mm-hmm. yeah because he had the, he had the <sighs> equator I think it was from uh Wampler this year was also an yeah. EQ boost um watch boss will just like reissue the their EQ pedal the GE7 it, yeah they're gonna do a GE7 Waza yeah <laughs> <laughs> why not <laughs> but like you know that it seems to be the thing and but it's kind of weird that a, the com- a company comes out with like close to the same thing back to back and it not be a dirt pedal now dirt pedals are kind of a different world but because i mean everyone uses dirt but not a whole lot of people use eq um right compared to i, I don't think like a, a lot dirt. of people know they use eq i think that's part of it like uh we were talking about like you didn't get along with a con circuit you know, yeah. at, at its face, you know, the Klon is an amazing boost that has an EQ character to it. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's like Tube Screamers. You know, a lot of people use yeah. it in, as a mid boost. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just changing their EQ is pretty much what they're doing. Um, <laughs> but, but there's you no know, like variability in it. It's just like, oh, that's a Tube Screamer. That's a Klon. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a X and X, whatever, you know, brand or whatever. A lot of them have an EQ character. It's just not one that you're like, you're shaping whereas you know a proper eq pedal is one that you're you know you're playing around with it you got a lot of variability in it i mean i i don't know i've always been a fan of if it's an eq i want it to be graphic um uh do you have much have you tried a parametric ever where you can actually mess with like the filter width Mm -hmm. um i mean i i rarely use a graphic anymore but I, most of the time when I'm in like a EQ mode, I'm doing like, you know, like recording, editing, that kind of stuff. So, well, I it's think a different thing. I think that like using parametric and using a graphic are kind of like two different things in the sense of, um, like kind of like a digital delay and an analog delay. Like it's going for the same thing, but it has two different mm. sounds you're going for. Yeah, I mean, it's like you're using it for two, two different okay, how about this? of how about this like a compressor it. and then like the limiter, like uh, mm-hmm. like the Keeley compressor plus, which is, you know, 
one solid compressor, and then you've mm -hmm. got the the compressor pro, which is more of a limiter. That um, just means it has a higher compression ratio. That's really the main difference between a compressor and a limiter. They're actually the same thing. One is just more has a has a different compression ratio than the other. Well, you need to have a talk with Robert Keeley because <laughs> I watched a video, and he might have said that. I, I, I can pull out my college textbooks right now and tell you that that's what it is. Oh, at certain, I went at a certain to, ratio. That's this is the second time today that Scott's brought up he went to college. Feels bad. I'm trying to guilt him into giving me. But, I'm not but, buying uh, you a dweller for your birthday. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Yeah, maybe one day UNICEF will get into the guitar pedal business. Where yeah. did you post that at? I saw that the other it's day. It's our group. It's our group. Oh, oh yeah. I should have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think like. I've watched videos of it. Um, Sean Pierce Johnson actually did a really cool uh, demo. He started messing with some of the stuff under the uh, on the back. I think there's like dip switches, um, and uh, I kind of watched it on the go. It just really all the demos started flooding the market today because the the pre order started today, which is Monday. Yeah, the embargo um, ended today too. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. So like that's why they all come out at the same time is. Uh, Everyone has them, and they're part of the contract. Is you're not allowed to talk about them. Oh well, yeah. I thought you were talking about like the embargo, like, what, like <laughs> some put a tariff on them or something like that. Yeah, okay. I'm like, I was like, that's why I was kind of. I thought I was just like, uh, okay, like, okay, <laughs> sure. Politics and things. According okay. to Audio Engineering for Sound Reinforcement from JBL. A limiter is essentially oh a compressor that operates with a compression ratio of 8 to 1 or higher. So, there you go. Cool beans. Thank you, John Ergel and Chris Foreman, for writing that textbook. And this was uh, Scott's new segment called I Went to College and You Didn't, Diaz. I went to college in a very specific trade that tends to overlap with this podcast a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, now I guess we can kind of. Oh, well, no one else has really said anything about it. I think it looks cool. I just yeah, think it, it looks awesome. Um, yeah. I don't know if it fits in with my pedal board, though, from just, an aesthetic standpoint. I feel like everything that he's come out with or that Ryan Adams has come out with is like straight out of an episode of Stranger Things. Yeah. There's there's an 80s nostalgia all over him. For sure. You know what? And he doesn't want to be compared to Brian Adams or like everyone like makes that joke. But you're you mean they're the not 80s. the same person? Listen, the summer of 69 <laughs> did not really happen in 1969. And that's the second reference we've had to Canadians. <laughs> I actually watched a video of uh, Brian Adams and Taylor Swift singing together uh, brian adams or <laughs> brian, brian adams did the whole cover album no no brian i'm talking about the good one okay the the Oof. the one we actually care about <laughs> yeah Oof. listen uh, you know what um so kyle smith is a guy who's big online only like not only because but the main reason is because of kyle smithing holding up the pedal taking a picture um but he's a huge ryan adams and t-swift fan um and uh, I've just never gotten into Ryan Adams though. Like I've tried, and I've tried, and I've tried, and I've tried, and I can't. And then I tried, and I tried, and I couldn't. My wife's writing something down. She's gonna hand it to me. It's gonna be like on the news desk. <laughs> this just in. This just Stop being a jackass. Uh, <laughs> So, you know what this reminds me of is, uh, remember, like, in the Toys R Us era, where, like, you'd go... They Rest had, like, in the, peace. Yeah. They had, like, those $10 Casio games. Oh, my gosh. I think so, yeah. You had, like, one button or two button on them, and, like, we thought they were awesome until you actually tried to play them, and they make no sense, and they kind of suck. Uh -huh. This kind of looks like that. <laughs> it's got that aesthetic. Yeah. Other than it also looks like Missile Command, which is kind of cool. Uh, what's yeah. th they remind me of the pedal company um, that was at the Stringjoy booth, though. The <sighs> Lightning Effect. Uh, the, are they the that ones that have the ghost. Uh, yeah, like Tron-looking stuff with the mm -hmm. 
like sliders versus yeah. actual knobs. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Uh, what are they called? They're they're not uh, made in America. They're made in Europe. <sighs> that's a good question. Hold on, I know where to find it because I posted it. Uh, the lightning wave was one of them, right? Yeah, lightning wave. I think so. Yeah, they're from New Zealand. Yeah, that's it. So the Doom, the Ghost, and the Astro. Mm-hmm. Oh, those were cool because it wasn't actually the slider wasn't actually like a pot. It was um, you could like draw the waveform and do stuff like that. With oh it, yeah, right? that was another thing. Yeah, you could draw the waveform and all that, like that. But so it kind of reminds me of that. I mean, they if mm-hmm. you look at them, they they just share the same like eighties. Uh, oh, uh, it, like it, missile it had, command and game like Atari look. What's really cool is if you look at Astro or Ghost, they have the same kind of thing that the DefCon is doing, where the ground is this grid. Mm-hmm. Going yeah. off to a horizon line. I mean, like there are very similar aesthetics mm-hmm. going on. Um, this the other part with this is like it just doesn't look like it fits in with all the rest of the Walrus's stuff. Yeah, it really looks like th- um, if they were to have like commissioned a custom shop, mm. and then they are like, oh well, we'll just go into mass production. I feel like so what because Paxam is like his company, right? It's Ryan Adams' stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like um, he's probably like <laughs> he's using companies, but he's like forcing his aesthetic on it, which yeah, I understand. The Benson had the same thing and had a bunch of weird kind of aesthetic things on them. And- which I mean, I guess it works because the you know the VCR did pretty well for JHS. I think it kind of fizzled out. I think it was more of like it had a real big initial like oh my gosh Ryan Adams put out a pedal and it was his first pedal. So I don't think this one's going to have much of an impact. And I don't see it being, um, those are not my dogs. Nope. Uh, I don't, are you going to shut the door? <laughs> no. All right, continue. Um, I feel like it uh, just, <laughs> it's kind of like making an artist do something that they really don't want to do. But I'm hmm. sure Walrus, you know, wanted to do this and everything, but I think in my opinion, it looks more like Walrus is like, oh, we can sell pedals, Ryan Adams, yada yada. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just it's off brand. It's just not their thing. Mm-hmm. It's not their niche. Without a T. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think there's another thing in there about like we were talking earlier, um, like Ryan Adams has seemed to shift his gear around a lot lately and so it's like oh cool it's his signature piece of gear it's not like um there are sometimes there's a signature piece of gear where it's uh they had something specific with a mod or some type of change to it and it was like the core of their sound in their like major you know influential time and now Mm -hmm. you know i want to buy the gilmore strat or i want to buy you know those kind of things where it's like it's a key component of their sound. I've never felt yeah. that connection the same way with like Ryan Adams' stuff, which like the VCR could have been just a chorus that yeah. like nails a CE1 tone because that's what he was using, I think. Yeah. Like me and the group, if I'm wrong. Um, and then like I would have been like, yeah, now this is his signature pedal that gives me all the sound from that one album that I love. So that's like um, one of them is like Andy Timmons has the at from Mm -hmm. jhs and that was he was using the angry charlie Mm -hmm. and he had josh like modded a little bit whenever they did the signature Mm -hmm. um uh another one is well we'll just keep staying with jhs Uh, so the well the kilt with Stu g was that originally that was a it's it's a take on an x pandora which is what Stu g was using Okay. But it, it was modified to make it a little easier. So, like, the dip switches are now all in, in version one. The dip switches that were internal on the X-Pandora are now on the outside, so you can access them and stuff like that. Well, and another one is, like, um, the Ruby Red from JHS, which is Butch Walker's uh, signature pedal from them, um, is the uh, Superbolt with a boost. So that's kind of... Like, because he's like, I love the Super Bowl. I use the Super Bowl. And so they kind of did that. 
Yeah, I just think those when it's that kind of style, it sticks better. And part of that is just on the artist of sticking with it. Um, that I mean, when I look at this, I'm like, what? Is, how is this Ryan Adams other than name and aesthetic? It's gimmick. Okay, so it's not like I'm. I'm. You know, I I liked Reliant K a lot when I was growing up. Um, I fell off that wagon a little bit, but like I I still really like that band. Um, would I go after the the nineteen? Is it nineteen eighty one? Yeah, the DRV. Um, yeah, the DRV. Um, do I, I don't. No, those are my dogs. As, I don't look at that at that as a Matthew Hoops <laughs> signature pedal, but it is a similar kind of thing where it's like when you hear him talk about it, it's like, yeah, this is what I used on this album, and you know, this is a play on that, and you know, those kind of things. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Good grief. Everybody's dogs. <sighs> you know, my dogs have been perfectly quiet. And <laughs> I just want to point that out. Your wife's been really quiet too, and like... <laughs> That's not oh kind of dickish. I apologize. I was not trying to... I was not trying to be a, a jerk. Like Poor Marissa. I, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm always so quiet about my dating life right now. Uh, <laughs> is it because your dating life is a little quiet right now? No, Oof. it's actually it's quite good. It's quite good. I'm just want to respect her privacy. Okay. Um, well, we're gonna have her on next week. live stream it with video. Gonna, well, okay. Oh. Uh, true. True story. So, um, I bought a guitar this weekend. I haven't received it yet, and I was talking to her on the mm. phone last night, and she's like, "Oh, so this makes like what number four? And I'm like, "It makes number twelve. <laughs> like, I need to be really careful with it. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. She can't. It's kind of like whenever you go, like if you were to go to her, to a girl's house and she's got like a closet full of shoes and you're like, oh, wow, she makes horrible purchasing decisions. Mm. And then they come over to your house and you've got a room full of guitar gear and you're like, no, 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 no. This stuff will appreciate and value. Oh, I mean, like I have tons of shoes too. I have nowhere to judge there. Uh, <laughs> I've got two pairs I've got work shoes and tennis shoes. You don't have worship boots? No. How do you take a well, picture of your pedal board? Okay, because if you look at my body shape, I look like Groot. And so if you put boots on me, I look even more like Groot. So I've, I'm trying to go as little Groot as possible. Oh my but goodness. I could paint my kids yellow and they could be my minions. I mean. <laughs> Same hairstyle and everything. Are Sorry, are you confusing the the bad? Oh yeah, he is from, confu um, confusing Gru with Groot. Oh yeah, Groot's uh, the tree in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I was about to say. Well, I guess I am like Groot then. So Did you just say I am Diaz the whole. I am, welcome to the effects loop. I am Groot. I am <laughs> Listen, I just saw the the Avengers the 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 last one that came out. Finally. Well, it just went to the $2 movies because I've got three kids and that's st it's it's expensive to take a whole family to the movies. Mm. So we go to the $2 movies and then we, well, we, we paid to see Hope and then we snuck into the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> I paid for the popcorn though, so it's all good. That was $40. <laughs> what? No, I was being sarcastic. Okay. Kind of like that thing you were doing earlier with me. <laughs> but it was only 30 no, well, I forgot no, how much it was. You spend forty bucks at a movie theater on food very quickly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, and I was mad because so AMC has the like year-round popcorn bin things. Oh. And they were out. I mean, I granted it was towards the end of the year, but I was like, what the heck? So I had to buy a regular bag of popcorn, and it's like almost the same price. Yeah, like it's like nine bucks for the large mm -hmm. popcorns. Yeah, and then like four dollars for a drink. Yep. And you're like, what the heck? And it's all ice at the same but, time. But the best thing is, is the Dollar Tree is right down the road. And my <laughs> wife has a big bag. Oh, that's why That's why it's great to go. Like, that's why summer movies kind of suck. But, like, winter movies are awesome. Because you just load up your coat. Oh, yeah. So, speaking of loading up your coat, how about the Gibson 2019 line? Is that how we're going to get our Gibsons? Oh, that is loading up our coats. Yeah, yeah. saving money on movie theater tickets is how we're going to get Gibsons. <laughs> After seeing the prices, that's or listening to Scott talk about the prices, yeah, we're going to have to load up our coats, guys. Okay, before 
everyone goes into internet hate machine. There are a number of lower price models, which is actually where I think I'm more interested. The DCs. Yeah. So let's let's start there. Um, Chris, you want to talk about that one? I'm sure you've know most yeah, of the details. Um, it's actually pretty cool. Um, it feels. It does not. Yeah, I can say it. It does not feel like a $800 guitar like you would expect. Like you know your standard like Mexican sorry player series fenders to like be kind of wonky. Listen, it's, a, it's okay. Listen, we still live in the South. You can call it what it is. Mexican guitars. <laughs> okay. Um, but overall, I feel like this is going to be like a pretty good gibson to get if you're into like the modding game because they give you this huge ass pick guard which has enough room if you felt like routing out the body a little bit that you could actually do some fun stuff with like i sent uh you guys a mock-up of like how making this into like a special would be like there's enough room to put a second p90 squeeze the knobs together and throw in a switch i want a humbucker i don't like p90s but the, the they didn't like one of the cool things is we we talked about it before was um so i don't like gibsons that don't have the trapezoid inlays just because they look cheaper i well, mean trapezoid inlays would look weird on a junior i know but uh, that's why a little too ornate on these okay but th- th- that's what this what i was gonna make my point was it looks for even though it's a it's i mean it's 800 dollar guitar that s- this still looks good it doesn't look cheap oh yeah it, it's, it it's works USA together well too um what there's the main color that i've been seeing post around it's kind of like a brownish like yeah, a chocolate the worn brown uh worn cherry uh it says warm worn ebony but it looks pretty like solid color to me like just a straight up paint Okay. And then the like blue, like transparent blue. Like the brown one has like a chocolate feel. It's not like a, I don't know. I, maybe it's just the pictures I've looked at, but they, uh, they look really good. And yeah, like yeah, it's basically their mahogany too. for that. Yeah. And, and to have an $800 American modding platform is fantastic. From Gibson too, which From is Gibson. like air. <laughs> Unless so, you're just totally gonna <laughs> Frankenstein it. Is this routed only for the P90? Or yeah, I would like assume so. Routing it, I would highly be surprised if it actually had a swimming pool route in it. Which is Gibson why I said, you know, if you're a swimming pool routes, well, do they? No, because everything's like pickup ring mounted in most of the mm-hmm. guitars, so you can't exactly do that. Which is why this would be good, you know, if you wanted to like yeah, get your yeah. local luthier to do it, or if you yourself wanted to hack away at it mm-hmm. you could cover but it back up these are pick guard mounted that so i mean that means you have way more routing ability in there and you can actually go back to stock like I, i'm yeah. looking at a i'm looking at like it this is kind of like a titan option too because everything's on the pick guard mm-hmm. yeah so, so it's gonna be interesting did, like a, a big route on that thing you yeah. could have so many variables or variants on this guitar then yeah, yeah. it'd be fun if they did uh aftermarket pick cards for it too so that way you could actually do that and and honestly a lot of the double cuts don't look so i don't know something about the horns just kind of throw me off when i see it sometimes on a gibson but this has a very sleek look to it, it yeah, i think it's mostly the angle of um i i think people are going to really disagree with me on it but i do get kind of an epiphone cornet vibe from this one I know it's one that's kind of similar to like the Wilshire, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a different shape, but I'm just picking up like that kind of era of guitars where it was simpler, uh, a little more straightforward. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. Like, it's got that. It's kind of like whenever you look at um, like a Fender. uh, Was it the Mustang that was the student guitar? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like when you look at that, like it looks like. It's got a student vibe. I mean, that's to what it. the junior was originally made for. It wasn't made to end up being a seventeen hundred dollar guitar that you still have to be in like your later years of playing to be able to get. 
Dang it, Billy Joe Armstrong. $5,000 one to get a historical version. You yeah. know what's a... Did or, they, or an Elliot. Hold on. Hold on. Did, did they do anything with Melody Makers in 2019? Uh, I think they tried the M2 thing. That was supposed mm. to be the new Melody Maker. That's... Yeah, M2. Yeah. Um, so I don't think... I don't see anything in this, this the range of, like... A properly named M2 or Melody yeah, so Maker. So maybe this is. Their I guess way M2 of would be like MM that. Melody Maker M2. Yeah. Yep. So. I don't know. I've always wanted a Melody Maker. I've always like had. Joan Jett. Um, yeah, that like Joan Jett punk rock thing. I think I mean, if I like. Guitars. If I wanted to do like a punk rock guitar, like beat the snot out of right on, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that. Kind of like teenage angst. I'd always wanted a Melody Maker. Hmm. See, my Firebird's my old man blues. <laughs> my SG is my like dad ACDC, and my Telecaster is my like praise and worship thing. <laughs> so I think another one model I kind of want to talk about a little bit, which I think we overlook a lot, is the studios. The studios seem to have become a, a little more premium this year. They're they're bringing the block inlays in. They're binding the neck now, and you have the push pulls on. Um, I must be looking at a different to... studio than you are. There's the, the studio tribute, and then there's the studio studio. Um, ah, so the studio tribute is the the satin model. Oh, and they're actually bringing a uh, sunburst into this, which has yeah. been my biggest issue with the studios is that they were like uber basic but like still good guitars but Mm -hmm. they got a les paul studio high performance on sale right now Hmm. for 13.99 regular price regular price is 18.49 they got ooh, they've got a silver burst radiant red alpine white vintage sunburst and wine red Hmm. that silver burst actually looks legit i love silver silver burst on a les paul well, no, it, well, it's not. Okay, so it's not the black in like the silver into black. It says it's it's called Silver Burst, but it's just a silver guitar. But with the HP, because of like the zero fret and. Oh, is it got, a 15? Huh? Is it a 2015 then? 2006. This, it's 2016. I thought oh, they got rid of the zero fret, even on the high performance models. I thought they no, got rid of No, they still kept the zero fret on the high performance. Okay. Even in 2019. No, this one still has a robo tuners. This is 2016. They can't get rid yeah. of the dang things. Wasn't that 15? No. I'm reading... Yeah, they started it in 15. Bro, listen. I'm literally... Gibson 2016 Les Paul Studio HP Electric Guitar Silver Burst (laughs) on musiciansfriend.com. And it's got the pictures. Okay. 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 I'll give you that. I'm just saying. Like, I'm literally reading the ad right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like... So going back to the 19 range, uh, didn't learn that one in your fancy college, did you? Reading the ad. <laughs> oh my gosh! <sighs> yes, you are correct. I, I did miss- not learn about 2016 <laughs> Gibsons in college. Thankfully, I missed I you last week, Scott. 2009. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated college in 2009. I did uh, not learn about future fancy Gibsons. book schooling and what have you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, now I'm going to get in trouble for making fun of people for having an education. Like, people are going to be like, can you believe this guy? If anyone's curious about whether that was worth it or not, go back to our what's new section of this episode <laughs> to see what has happened there. Um, yeah, so next is up is they have a, the tribute lines are coming in at a, a really nice price point as well. So you have... A, an SG standard tribute coming in at about $1,100. And then uh, the, the studio tribute, which we were talking about earlier, uh, coming in at 100 bucks more. So how are you guys feeling about these satin finishes? Oh, and it, sorry, there's a Firebird there too at 1200 I hate, I hate, 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 hate Gibson satin finishes. I hate them with a passion. Really? Yeah, I just don't, I can't get into them, man. They've... They just they feel tacky, like like sticky. In oh, my I've, opinion, I've, mm-hmm. I've had the opposite experience. I I find them smoother 
to play than a, mm. a fully glossed guitar. I'm not, okay, I'm not talking about the neck. I'm I'm talking about like the body, like in general. Uh, okay. It feels like I don't know, and I don't the satin finishes. I think I had I've just had a bad run in with satin finishes. I mean, I don't know. I think it started when a lot of the like Gibson, the Les Paul Studios of like the late '90s, early 2000s, that were the mm-hmm. satin finish. Like they just didn't feel great. All right. Well, and there's a Flying V coming in at the fourteen hundred dollar price point. You see that one? And and an Explorer. And an Explorer. And there was something else at that. that I want level. a modern V just to piss people off. Oh, is that the Star Trek Insignia one? Yeah, that thing looks legit. <laughs> I think uh, Clifton Worley liked it too. I feel like if Cl- I think Clifton and I should both buy one and start like a dad rock band. That would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> you know, it's like the, the 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 modern double cut or whatever they did last year. That was the controversial model from their uh, custom shop, which still looked amazing at Summer Nam. It looked good in person. Yeah. I, I I see images of it and I'm like mm, on it, but like I really liked it in person. Yeah, I, I think I was the same way with actually the uh, the modern V. I liked it more in person than I did like images of it. Yeah, I don't know if you guys feel the same way or not. Yeah, but, uh, yeah pretty much. I feel I can like agree with that. I think a lot of the stuff that with the 2019 lineup that really is stuff that you won't be able to see is the 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 guitars we played at summer nam which i'm sure they picked the best of the best to put out there like i get that but it seems like not just the guitars you see but it seems like the focus of the company is really getting to where it needs to be and i think Mm -hmm. that's the most exciting thing that's what i'm excited about the 2019 lineup to start coming into stores because i want to play the stuff that's actually hitting the stores and I want to see if what they're if they're just spitting BS, or if they're legit trying to make sure that they have better attention to detail. Um, they're trying to make guitars feel like people want them to feel, and they're not forcing this n- new stuff that doesn't need to be forced. But they're trying the new stuff that still mm-hmm. needs to be tried, because you know you can't sit there and just. The problem with everyone with Gibson is they don't want the innovation, but they want the innovation. They want their cake and they want to eat it too. Mm-hmm. They're like, we want you to be innovative. Then they come out with something that's innovative and different than a Les Paul or their main body styles and people freak out. And they're like, no, that's horrible. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, the mod- modern V is the best example. It takes a classic design and moderns it up and people lose their mind. Now, the only thing I will say that I kind of did that too was the freaking strap placement on the SG HP. <laughs> Just re- whoever thought of that. Oh, because it's on the horn and you hate it. Yeah, was it on, on the upper horn? It's on the <laughs> upper horn. That's where I want it. It's That's not, where I would want it. It's not symmetrical on the, for the body, though. Like, it's it doesn't make... I mean... It ugh. just makes the neck dive, doesn't it? No, it's to avoid neck dive, but honestly, there's if you like you just deal with the neck dive. How many people really are standing there without touching their guitar? I don't trust my strap locks enough to do that. I'm sorry. I mean, no. you're, you're clearly not really praising the Lord because your hands aren't up in the air while you're no. trying to play a song. No, no, I do the TV carry. <laughs> I don't I don't do the field goal. I do the TV carry. Oh, you do the pick up in the air. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. An okay, symbol to the rest of the audience, <laughs> the, the congregation, because you're still I'm, holding your pick. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I do that. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like thinks I'm over there meditating because I've got two picks. So I'm gonna go crazy on the song. Um, um, uh, wow, Diaz really is deep in prayer over there, <laughs> and they just hear. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I will echo Diaz's comment earlier that Gibson seems to be shifting their focus because you're looking at this year um, just on the Musician's Friend uh, website that we're on for the 2019 Gibson range. You have 28 items all under $2,000. Mm-hmm. All all US made. And, you know, they're going down to $800 now at still a quality yep. player. It's not like at the M2 where it was kind of 
a crap bucket that you got to upgrade. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's where everyone was like, oh, they don't know stuff for real players. Now they're pricing a ton of stuff and and coming out with new models in that range of where things are affordable for people to play. And now, here's a th- here's the thing too: people got to understand what's considered affordable. Mm-hmm. Just because you can't afford it doesn't mean it's not affordable. It's just not affordable to you. That that's another thing too. And the and people also don't consider it affordable if you can't just go out and grab one on a whim. It's like just because you have to save and budget towards a goal like that mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not affordable. I mean, look at back in the day whenever a TV in the like eighties and seventies was a thousand dollars. In eighties dollars. In eighties dollars. That's not two thousand eighteen dollars. Mm-hmm. That's an eighties dollars. And you know, people talk about well guitars, you know, they've they've done really well of trying to stay with inflation. And the thing is is all these like four thousand dollar Gibsons, those are Gibsons for dentists. <laughs> They're not Gibsons for the everyday gigging musician my brother is a gigging musician that gigs that's how he makes his money and he's also good enough at his job and with his money that he can afford nicer gear too i mean like he it's all about how you spend your money so before people start bashing gibson on oh well that's not affordable and that's not for your everyday player no it's not there's different levels of the line i i just think there needs to be more marketing attention to this part of the range. Like it's like we're covering it right now because it's our genuine interest in yeah. these yep. more affordable models. When we when we got you know a tour around the Gibson booth, we didn't we didn't hone in on these. We honed in mm. on them on our own. But it was yeah. like, here's our custom shop. Here's our this. Here's the new finishes. Well, here's here's the thing with Gibson though too is also Gibson also has that thing where they come out with the super. Paul Reed Smith did it with the SE line. It's where they've got these super nice guitars that not everyone can afford. And then you go to the store and towards eye level is the $900, $1,000, $1,300 guitars. Mm-hmm. And the $4,000 guitars are above it. And you're like, well, I can't afford that, but I can afford this. Yeah. I mean, and, the car market is the same way. I mean, you can't. Not everyone can afford the power windows and locks. Sometimes you got to roll the window up. Well, and that's why you've watched over the last couple, last two decades, for example, the Honda Civic has has gotten grown to a size that, and feature-wise, that's closer to what the Accord was way back when. It, it's mm-hmm. this idea of you buy in, and as your income level grows, the car grows with you, and you get this brand allegiance kind of thing. It's the same reason why, like, like the cheapest BMW, the cheapest Audi, you know, the, the, the lowest price one is the one they sell tons and tons and tons and tons of and that's the way their business model is so like you you hop in a bmw uh one series i think is the most affordable one you're like cool i'm driving a bmw and this is amazing and you're in your head you're associating yourself with the two hundred thousand dollar bmws well you know it's that kind of brand identity but at the same time you know bmw is not handing you a a pinto you know, yeah. like a, a a junky car that's just going to light itself on fire and is slow and you tune know. itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, do we want to well, talk about anything else in this line? We're kind of coming up on time here. No, I, th- th- I think I think like that's a, it. I think we could all give our final thoughts. Um, I mean, Gibson, I'm excited for him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Don't listen to the haters. Haters gonna hate. Potatoes gonna potato. Gibson, <laughs> stay true to yourself. <laughs> yeah, keep keep coming out with more cool stuff. And I, frankly, I I like that the satin models are expanding. Yeah, life's a garden. Dig it. Mm-hmm. But my other thought of it though is, you know, the less the less Paul standard keeps growing in price, and keeps moving further away from something that I feel feasibly see myself ever buying at this point yeah yeah so definitely. there is that side going on too but now i look and i'm like i really just want a les paul studio tribute okay but you know the one of the i hate to like get us back on topic while we we're trying to get out of it mm-hmm. um the thing <laughs> is though if you look at a lot of um 
the other model the Les Paul is the one that does this more than any of them mm-hmm. I mean because if you look at SGs almost all of the SGs are affordable there's not a whole lot of those $4,000 SGs that aren't something that was made like limited for the most part most of the SGs are it's a it's an SG I mean uh, Firebirds wow. another one uh, you've got all these other ones but the Les Paul is the one that's got 27 different variances and I don't know are they, I mean, the, the whole thing is that goes to their advertising to the dentists. I, I forgot who posted that. I think it was Mason Lamb in 60 Cycle Home said, you know, they're um, they're not selling to the everyday player with those. They're selling to the dentists and the lawyers. Yeah, it's the it's a guitar you've been saving up for years and years and years and you finally can do it. It's yeah. not. It's like it's 50th not your anniversary. Guitar. Yeah, it's like 50th anniversary guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, I mean, in my head, in mind is a little sad because I remember when Les Paul st- standards were a more affordable guitar than when they were now. What yeah, they but are, you're sure, older but than us, so. I am like a year, two years older than you at most. Mm. Aren't you turning 30? Maybe. I'm 31. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not that much older than you. <laughs> You know it's a really yeah, great for a 30th birthday limited uh, edition dweller that's on reverb <laughs> it, you know what's really interesting is i i have this email that was going back and forth between you and brady where i think you said um i may be a- able to talk my wife into letting you buy it so you know what yeah. Diaz, i totally support that and jess if you're listening you really should let diaz buy that yeah it's not gonna happen I, with I said, his own money it's not gonna happen <laughs> we tried yeah um but uh, i think it's a good line i think that it's definitely um kind of pushing them in the direction that they need to go in so sure, no doubt. For sure yeah I, I think they'll move more they'll move way more volume in this region and hopefully that will kind oh, of yeah. set the economics of what they're dealing with in a better space yep so does so anyone? should I make my prediction of where we're going to be seeing this junior tribute a lot? Yes. I, I think it really matters if it has, if it's just routed for that one pickup and whether people feel comfortable routing that guitar. That I'm not even talking about as like a modding platform. Oh my goodness. That dog. <laughs> but I'm just saying in general, I bet this is probably going to be popular among people yeah i mean that shape's not as tied to tradition either so you won't have the purist being all it's not really a double cut (laughs) you know you know it's not this guitar that's up on a pedestal i think it'll be i'm standing by it'll be a killer slide guitar you why no okay let's end the episode after that my god what i'm saying it would look good like aesthetically for slide players potentially yeah it's it's really funny because when I think of an SG, I think of trucks sliding. I, I actually have a Derek <laughs> Trucks signature slide, so I can't say anything about that. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Did you just Marissa? That's definitely the end of the episode. All right, guys. Um, Thanks for joining us. Leave us a review on iTunes. Um, we actually got another review. Did uh, we? Yeah. Awesome. I posted it in the group. It's at the bottom. It says, Diaz is my hero. Diaz is the best. Hands down. I don't think that's what it says. <laughs> let's let's no. fact check that real quick. That's, that's legit what it says. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, it's so in the group. A, go, uh, go look at the group. Uh, oh, there's an email address with this. Diaz is awesome <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, <laughs> they seem really dedicated to their fandom. I'm proud of them. <laughs> um, but check out, <laughs> check out, um, leave us a review and check us out on Instagram at the effects loop. Check us out Facebook, Facebook groups, all that fun stuff. Um, email us the effects loop at gmail.com. Uh, what else am I missing? That's all of it, right? Uh, if you want to check out a few more of the 2019 Gibsons that we saw at NAM, that oh, video wow. is up on YouTube. 
Yeah, it's up on YouTube. Uh, you can go to our Instagram and follow. The, the link is actually in the bio because we posted that recently. So um, I think that's all of it. I think so. F- so for the effects loop, I'm Diaz. I'm Chris. I'm Marissa. And I'm Scott. All right, and we'll see you next time, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Well, we won't see you, but we'll talk to you. I'm more likely <laughs> to see them because it's on Facebook. This is um, true. Yep. Well, if you get in the Facebook group, we'll see you next time. Yeah.